the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad you're with me on this cold Oklahoma Thursday. Man, I was cold this morning. It's, uh, so Thursday mornings, I go to an auto auction here in Oklahoma City and uh, buy cars. My dad has used car dealership, Solutions Auto Group, Chickasha, Duncan, lot. check it out. Um, but anyway, so I'm, I'm his car buyer. So on Thursday mornings, I go to the auction, and I swear it is always the coldest possible days on Thursday mornings. And this is probably just me thinking that because I'm always outside on Thursday mornings. But when I got there this morning, it uh, the wind chill had to have been about six degrees. And the way that this place operates, it's, I mean, it's an auto auction. So it's like a huge tin building, probably, I don't know, 7,000 square feet. And it's got lanes running through it with huge garage doors, 30-foot garage doors that open on either side, which basically turns it into a wind tunnel. Uh, so I'm now home from the auction, and I'm trying to thaw out like uh, like a good piece of meat, which reminds me, uh, whenever I get done here, I need to lay out some meat to thaw. Otherwise, my wife and I aren't going to be able to have dinner. Long story short, I'm a little scatterbrained, but I'm glad to be with you on a Thursday. We're going to start doing something a little different. One day a week, I want to take, and I want it just to be a football day. And and regardless of what that means, whether that means talking about the upcoming schedule, the Big 12 Conference as a whole, conference realignment, whatever that means, I want to take one day a week, and I want it to be a, a, a just show for college football. And today is the perfect day this week to do that. We're not, we don't have any basketball games to preview or talk about. Tomorrow is the college baseball preview. Tomorrow I'll talk about uh, Oklahoma State and Texas Tech coming up this weekend. So today is a perfect day to talk about college football and to talk about Oklahoma State college football. So what I want to do, I want to take a look at last year's schedule in comparison to this year's schedule. Where were the tough games last year? Where can we find the tough games this year? Before I do that, I want to remind everyone to head over to Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. They will take care of you locally owned, friendly atmosphere. You walk in, nice, beautiful waiting room. They will get you in and you can see some of the best selection in the state. Not only does Simply Green Pharmacy grow uh, some of their own medical marijuana, they also buy from some of the best growers around the state. Everything is tested. You are getting the absolute highest quality. It's at 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater, the corner of Perkins and Redbud there on the northeast side of the town, just across the street from Apple Creek Apartments. Go see my friends and our proud partner here on um, Locked on Pokes, Simply Green Pharmacy. All right, let's take a look at the schedules from the last two years for Oklahoma State football. Pretty similar this year in the non-conference. If you enjoy sitting outside for hot football games, this is the season for you. Oklahoma State, three home games in September to lead off the season. Thursday, September 3rd, you know, Oklahoma State has been big on the weekday openers uh, in recent years. I'm trying to actually, let me go back and see when was the last time Oklahoma State actually opened the season on a Saturday. Uh, that would have been 2016. Oklahoma State opened the season uh, on Saturday, September 3rd against Southeastern Louisiana with a 61-7 to 
win. That was uh, Mason Rudolph and James Washington's junior year. Not the last year that they were here, but uh, the junior year for Mason Rudolph and James Washington. That was the last time Oklahoma State opened the season on a Saturday. So this will now be the fourth year in a row for the Cowboys to open the season on a weekday, and it'll be at home against Oregon State. Now, this is an Oregon State team Oklahoma State saw a year ago uh, and handled without too much difficulty in Corvallis uh, on Friday of this past season. Again, no Saturday opens. It was a Friday open. And what I remember most about this game against Oregon State is going into the game the absolute uncertainty everyone was operating with. You remember it was Spencer Sanders, it was Drew Brown. You know, we knew Chuba Hubbard was the guy, but we didn't know Chuba Hubbard was that guy. You know what I mean? Like, we knew Chuba Hubbard was good, and we knew he was going to be the starter for Oklahoma State at running back, but we didn't know that he was going to come out of the gate against Oregon State with 26 carries for 221 and three touchdowns, and that that game not only would not be an outlier, but that game would not even be remotely close to his best performance of the season. And Spencer Sanders, I think there could be an argument to be made that the best game of Spencer Sanders' season was against Oregon State. I think there's a really strong argument for that. Spencer Sanders against the Beavers was 19 of 24 for 203 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. That's a QBR on a scale of 0 to 100 of 95.4, and he had 13 rushing attempts for 109 yards. So what I remember the most about the season opener against Oregon State was the the sheer uncertainty with which we all went into that game, not knowing if it was Spencer Sanders, if it was Drew Brown, not knowing how great Chuba Hubbard was. And then what I remember was going from complete uncertainty to after that game, it was like, oh my gosh. Who, who is this guy? Spencer Sanders. Not, not only did he go 19 of 24 in that game, but the throws he was making in that game were high-level throws, deep outs, deep crosses. He was you know, distributing the football. It was a great performance from Spencer Sanders. So I think that we came out of that game against Oregon State feeling like Spencer Sanders was going to be, you know, Tua Tungavailoa or Kyler Murray. And I think that because he had such a great game in week one, it put such a high level of expectation on what Spencer Sanders would be able to do the rest of the season, almost to the point that it was unsustainable for him to play that well for 12 games, especially as a freshman, especially once you get into conference play and teams know a little bit more about your offense and about what you're doing. Also, you know, Oregon State is... Oregon State. So uh, I want to dive a little bit more into the schedules for this upcoming season and the past season, what we learned throughout the year, kind of some of the big things we learned uh, about Spencer Sanders throughout the season. That's all coming up. Keep it locked on Locked on Pokes. Welcome back to Locked on Pokes. Colby Powell rolling along here on a Thursday. Glad everyone is with me. I'm looking forward to this new one day a week just talking college football show. Uh, I'll put this out on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. I'll also put it out on my Facebook uh, if you're friends with me over there. Truth be told, I don't ever actually get on Facebook. I just share the link directly from the podcast. I should get on Facebook from time to time uh, and see if people are commenting on my stuff over there because... I just, several years ago, I deleted my Facebook, and then whenever I started doing this, I kind of got back on it, but I never really go over there and check it out and see uh, see what's going on on Facebook. Uh, I probably should, because I, I 
put all my stuff over there, and uh, we'll see what's going I actually just logged on to Facebook for the first time uh, in a long time. So I'll do a better job of keeping track over there, too. So if you want to get in touch with me, at Colby J. Powell, at Locked on Pokes, uh, and you can find me uh, on Facebook as well. So uh, talking about Spencer Sanders, what we learned last year, the upcoming season, the upcoming schedule for Oklahoma State, and how it all fits together uh, here on this Thursday. So Oklahoma State, again, opening the season against Oregon State, Tulsa, and Western Illinois at home. That is your non-conference slate for the Cowboys. And then this year, as you get into conference play, it's not as much of an immediate punch in the face as it was this past season for Oklahoma State. This last year, Oklahoma State, it was at Oregon State, McNeese at home, at Tulsa, so and then you're at Texas. So Oklahoma State had played five games before the end of September, and three of those first four were on the road. And that game at Texas, I want you to do your best not to remember what Texas ended up being at the end of the season. I want you to remember what Texas was in September last year before it all came unglued. And and to tell you the truth, it all came unglued against Oklahoma State whenever everyone on Texas' team started dropping like flies in the second half of that game. That is a game that Oklahoma State would have won had the Cowboys been able to convert in the red zone and in goal-to-go situations. But that's when it started going downhill for Texas. At the time, Texas was the 12th ranked team in the country. That game was played on September 21st, very early in the season. That's a Texas team that, remember, played eventual undefeated, record-setting, unstoppable LSU, and Texas only fell to uh, LSU 45-38. to Texas had confidence at that point in the season, and Texas had many more of its players at that point in the season than they did as the season progressed. So Oklahoma State played Texas pretty well, but in that game, I, I thought that we started to see um, number one, teams load the box for Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard in that game had 37 rushes for 121 yards. That's only 3.3 a carry. Oklahoma State had to settle for three field goals in that game. Oklahoma State kicked a field goal in the first quarter, in the second quarter, and in the third quarter. Oklahoma State in the first and third quarters of that game, two different quarters, only scored three points. Three in the first, three in the third. So that game, Spencer Sanders... No touchdowns, two interceptions. That, to me, was very much a welcome to the Big 12 game for Spencer Sanders. It it was not easing you in. It was at Texas in Austin, a a place where I almost felt like Oklahoma State had won there so many times in a row that Oklahoma State was due to lose a game in Texas to a Longhorn team that at the time, again, was confident, was playing good football, had a lot of healthy guys. So Oklahoma State goes down there and uh, loses to Texas to open the conference season a year ago. This year, conference season opens at TCU. I'll say this about Oklahoma State. If Oklahoma State is going to reach the high levels of expectation that everyone has for them next season, the two most important games are going to be on October 3rd and October 10th. Those two games to lead off conference season are at TCU and at home against Iowa State. It is absolutely critical that Oklahoma State handle business, get out of both of those games with wins and injury-free. You can control if you win. You can't control whether it's injury-free. But the reason those two games are so important is because the following week is Kansas and then Oklahoma. And Oklahoma State, for the national perception, for the for the chance for Chuba Hubbard to make it to New York, for the, uh, the chance potentially, let, let's just go full-on best-case scenario, Oklahoma State has a chance to be a college football playoff contender. The game on Saturday, October 24th, against Oklahoma – 
both teams need to be undefeated coming in to that game because that sets up a monumental bedlam showdown between two schools who would then be at that point 6-0. and And that's what Oklahoma State needs. Oklahoma State needs more opportunities on a big national stage. Oklahoma State doesn't get it often enough. Everybody sat around last year, myself included, and, and wanted to worry about Chuba making it to New York. And then Chuba doesn't even win the Doak Walker Award. And it's because nobody saw Chuba play because Oklahoma State was not on a national uh, stage nearly often enough. That's what Oklahoma State needs. Oklahoma State needs OU to get through Tennessee and Army with no problems. They need OU to beat Baylor, Texas, and Iowa State before they meet up with the Cowboys on October 24th in Norman because Oklahoma State needs that to be a big big game. So the two most important games for Oklahoma State next season are at TCU and against Iowa State to lead off conference play because if you drop one of those two games, all of a sudden what that does is completely reset your expectations and it makes your season feel like a disappointment before it's even gotten off the ground. You can't lose the ones that you're supposed to win, not when Chuba Hubbard comes back, not when you've got Spencer Sanders, Tylen Wallace comes back, not with these grad transfers coming over. Over 10 of 11 starters coming back on defense. The only starting position that you're losing, you're replacing uh, with a two-year player out of the SEC and Christian Holmes. With that caliber of talent, I'm always the guy who sits here and tells you, look, Oklahoma State can not compete for a Big 12 championship every single year. They don't have the resources. They don't spend the money. They don't have the, the recruits. They can't do it every single year. But a few times a decade, a couple times a decade even, the talent should all come together and the puzzle pieces should fit just right that Oklahoma State can be a real contender in the Big 12. And that is this season for Oklahoma State. So watch those first two games of conference play because remember, the last time that it was supposed to be this way for Oklahoma State was in 2017 when they had all the expectations and what happened. We were all looking to that big game against OU. Remember, it was November 4th so it was earlier in the season again. That's the big game we were all looking at after they blew out Pittsburgh and Mason Rudolph and James Washington look like first-rounders. And what do they do? They come out missing two offensive linemen due to injury and at home against TCU on September 23rd, the Cowboys get run off their home field by Gary Patterson's squad. And what did it do? It reset the expectations for the entire season and the season felt like a disappointment before it even got off the ground. That cannot happen again. Oklahoma State has to get off to a good start. They have to be 6-0 and going into Bedlam. No two ways about it. That's how it has to happen if Oklahoma State is going to reach its goal. Uh, all right, I'm going to come back, talk about the Texas Tech and Baylor games last season. Uh, I, I got down a rabbit hole there. I want to talk a little bit more about what Spencer Sanders could have learned in the Texas Tech and Baylor games a year ago. Some mistakes that hopefully in his redshirt sophomore campaign, he can avoid giving Oklahoma State that chance to compete for a Big 12 championship. Stay with me here. That's coming up next on Locked on Pokes. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on Locked on Pokes. Glad everyone is with me. Do me a huge favor. Take the time right now, wherever you're listening, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, wherever you're listening 
Take the time to rate and subscribe to this podcast. Give us that five-star rating. Don't be a hater. Four stars means you're a hater. Give us five stars here, Locked On Pokes. This part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can hear my good friend Brady Trantham on Locked On Sooners and Locked On Thunder doing a great job for you every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Head over to LockedOnPodcast.com to see all of the Locked On Podcasts uh, that are offered. Hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. And make sure you go see our good friends and partners here on Locked On Pokes. That is Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater at the corner of Redbud and Perkins there on the northeast side of town. Through Sunday, Simply Green Pharmacy has $35 bundles. Two Terpenetics chocolates, that's milk chocolates and cookies and cream, a one gram rose blunt, 35 milligram caramels, that's a $50 value through Sunday for $35. They're having tag sales, 45% off anything you find in the store that has a pink dot on it, 25% off anything in the store that has a green dot on it, and 10% off everything in the store with a yellow dot on it. You've got to get to Simply Green Pharmacy and check out our friends and our partners here on Locked on Pokes. They're taking care of patients first. So go see them at 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater. All right, let's talk a little bit more about Spencer Sanders and lessons that were there to be learned last season. So we talked about the Texas game, Kansas State game. Remember the rain delay. Chuba goes for 296 on ESPN+. Nobody sees it, and uh, you, you know we move on with our lives. But after that game, when Oklahoma State holds what was at the time the 24th-ranked Kansas State Wild, Wildcats to 13 points, and uh, Chupa goes for 296. Expectations are once again up, and then you talk about getting brought back down to earth. This Oklahoma State team was slammed back down to earth by Texas Tech and Baylor uh, the following two games. There was a bye week in between Tech and Baylor, but those were consecutive games on October 5th and on October 19th. October 5th for Spencer Sanders was a, a learning game that truthfully you, you would have liked to have seen him have the year prior with the four-game redshirt rule, but that's I'm not getting into that today. What I want to talk about today was Spencer Sanders and the mistakes that were made in that game. 22 of 37, two touchdowns, three interceptions. And, and the big problem that Oklahoma State had is in the first half, the Cowboys gave up 20 points to Texas Tech. And the only way that they were able to give up 20 points to Texas Tech was through phenomenal play from the defense, holding Tech to two field goals when they were placed in into short fields by the defense. Because Oklahoma State, the three interceptions in that game, uh, Spencer Sanders also lost two fumbles in that game. So he turned it over five times. Colby Harvell Peel didn't play in the second half of that game. Greatly impacted Oklahoma State's defense. But what, what really was the problem was the turnover, so many of them came early that Oklahoma State dug itself a hole that it just was not capable of digging out of. And and I think that we can all look back at last season and say Oklahoma State throughout the season the body of work was a better team than Texas Tech. But in that particular game, Jet Duffy was made to look like Kyler Murray and Spencer Sanders looked like a guy who, quite frankly, was learning pardon me, was learning how to play college football. And it's because to an extent he was learning how to play college football, but but those are mistakes that lose you games in the Big 12 Conference. And the thing is, for those mistakes to be made last year, you know, it, it is what it is. You learn, you try to figure it out, but 
Those mistakes can't be made this season for Oklahoma State to reach its goals. Let's look at the Oklahoma State-Baylor game from a year ago. Oklahoma State, remember, is up 20-10 to 10 in the third quarter of that game against Baylor. Baylor at this time is not, you know, you know college football playoff contending, uh, trying to take down OU Baylor. That's not what this Baylor team is at the time. This is a Baylor team uh, that at the time was 6-0 and coming in, but Oklahoma State had a really good chance to win this game before being outscored 21-7 to in the fourth quarter. Let me repeat that. 21-7, to Baylor outscored Oklahoma State in Boone Pickens Stadium in the fourth quarter. So what happened to make it all go so wrong? What happened was the carelessness of Spencer Sanders with the football. You remember the third down, takes the deep drop, fumbles, scoop and score for the Baylor Bears. This was a game that Oklahoma State had every chance to win. Oklahoma State was actually outscored 35-14 to in the second half. Again, they were up 20-10 to before a 35-7 to run to close the game for the Baylor Bears. It was just a matter of getting up on a good team and then making mistake after mistake mistake after mistake, and I just feel like going into the 2020 season, because we saw this in 2017 with a really good Oklahoma State team that had all the expectations and then just made silly little mistakes against TCU, against Oklahoma, against Kansas State with with the special teams uh, mistakes that were made. You know, I pull up the box score from this Baylor game last year, and and what's the the, the highlight that's running on the side over here? It's the fumble from Spencer Sanders. It's the scoop and score for Baylor. I, I, I mean, I remember I was in Boone Pickens Stadium, and, and it was like the air just came out of that place. It was 31-27 at the time, but with Oklahoma State having the ball, you felt like the Cowboys had a chance to come back, regain the lead, and knock off the Baylor Bears. They were unable to do so. Um, so ho- hopefully this season, Oklahoma State and Spencer Sanders particularly can avoid some of those silly mistakes that cost the Cowboys some games a year ago. Uh, you would hope it will be much cleaner from Oklahoma State. I enjoyed this today, talking football. I'm going to do this much more. Uh, throughout the offseason, the spring, and throughout the summer. So much more to talk about, more to look at from last season, more to look ahead to uh, to this season. I, I want to talk about everything in the Big 12, other schools, who's bringing who back, uh, what the pecking order is going to look like in the Big 12 Conference. I want to talk all about all of that this offseason, so I'm devoting one show a week just to talking about college football. Glad everyone was, mit- was with me. Subscribe, rate this podcast, always five stars. Hit me up on Twitter, at Colby J. Powell, at Locked on Pokes. And thanks for listening to another edition of Locked on Post.